0: They say love is patient. They say love is kind. Marriage, on the other hand, takes those things plus wine. Spousing is a journey, not for the faint of heart. Being married to a human is a science and an art. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Katie. How's it
1: going? Oh, just great. I just... I just took a shower and didn't even know I have. There's four dogs at my house right now because it's my dog, my parents' dog, and um, can't my brother's dogs, two dogs, and I just—they're all barely went. dogs though, right?
0: They're, They're all, like, like tiny all together. Wisps of dogs. They
1: yeah, all together they make one dog.
0: Yeah, like, one powerful, them. powerful dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I didn't even know there was a dog in the bathroom with me. And then I got out, and one of them was cuddled on my sweater, and it was just like so sweet and classic dogs. Yeah, yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Um, Mark and I just got back from a very nice walk out in the brisk but not freezing cold weather, and mm. it was invigorating.
1: You're, you could be outside in January in Pennsylvania?
0: Yeah. Yesterday, I went for a walk, and I you know this because I texted you about it. Yeah. Yesterday, I went for a walk, and I like, was really excited to go, um, and then it was 30 degrees, and I was underdressed, and I was like, screw this, and I came back after five <laughs> minutes, and Mark was really, like, encouraging about it. He was like, that was a really nice effort, and I, normally, Aww. he would be like, get over it, Walk. Yeah, yeah, but well, hey, growth. Yeah, growth on both of our parts. I actually walked, and he, and I, I stayed out for five whole minutes. Five whole minutes,
1: <laughs> and he did a, he gave you, like, a coach big, good
0: effort, good effort. Yeah, I think maybe doing elementary school has made him, like, I think my sweet spot is if you just treat me like a second grader, I'm happy. Absolutely. <laughs> like, just be really sweet to me, and that's all I want. Exactly. Well, mm-hmm. that's all. That's really all everybody wants. That's a really Every- good point. Like, yeah. Well, and you know what? That's what I tell people in therapy. Speak to yourself like you were a child. Right. And some that's people, so- that's not good advice, but some people, it's very good advice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so what are you drinking? I know you're drinking something. I am. I'm drinking... It's a. It's becoming
1: sort of a podcast ritual. It's called Hypnotic Beast. It's that off brand, the Lidl, which is the off brand uh-huh. Aldi. Uh
0: uh-huh. um, Yeah, they I have mean, one in Richmond. I just saw it. Really? Yeah, we, oh, it's illegal? right next to an Aldi too. I passed it. Oh my and gosh. I was like, "What's a Lidl? It looks like a car de- car dealership."
1: Yeah, it but does. It's a it has all store. the flags outside. That's true. Um. Yeah, and it's it's a tropical IPA. Has like it's supposed to have mango, watermelon, and orange zest. Not but the it's marked apple. with. Yeah. Yeah. No, not that one. Unfortunately. But as Mark would say, it tastes like beer. Tastes like beer. And it's $7.99 for a six-pack, so. <laughs> All right. It's a, it's a cheap beer masquerading as a fancy beer. Exactly, which is really, like, that's my That's, my that's your sweet spot. Mm-hmm. What do they
0: say? Like, um, there's some thing about, like, you like champagne. Champagne with your... tastes on a beer budget. Champagne tastes on a beer budget. That's you yeah. and me, girl. We have yeah. champagne <laughs> tastes on a beer budget. Man, it's so true.
1: Yeah, what are you Yeah, are weddings.
0: Um, I am drinking a glass of... What is called Naughty Marietta from Nisley Winery, which is local to here, and um, I actually like I like the wine from Nisley a lot because they're one of the only wineries in in Pennsylvania that has a a decent dry like selection, oh. dry wine selection. Pen- the wine up north is so is super sweet, and everybody in Pennsylvania like their palates are like just geared towards sweet wine. Yeah. Um, this is even called a semi-dry wine and I think it's incredibly sweet. Like to me it tastes like well just grape juice. But uh, this they have really good dry wine, but they don't sell them in the um wine store here. So um I got the driest of the local wines and it's inexpensive. Um and that was it gave Mark and I an excuse to go out on our walk. So we went hey. out to go get a bottle of wine.
1: All all of those things are good except for it. I'm sad I'm sad that it's not completely dry. But you know what if you if you can find joy in a semi-dry, then you well, know. and
0: I like drinking stuff that's local. I went, to, I was in the domestic yeah. section trying to find. I'm always looking for Virginia wine. Yeah, always, always. And I, um, but the domestic section has only wine from California, which is confusing to me because all of the wine in the rest of the store is also from California. So yeah, I wish that the domestic section had wine from other places in the country. Uh, I yeah. guess it's just like big box versus small box wine, or like big label versus small label wine. Well, yeah, and then I guess what are the other big, like, wine-growing regions in in the... Domestically, it would be, like,
1: maybe Washington State has, like, pretty good climate for Washington
0: State, um, Mm. like, probably Virginia, and then some... Pennsylvania has some New York wines available.
1: My mother-in-law said that she did, like, a a project, like, a lab research thing on wine uh, growing in... Um, New Jersey, and I guess uh-huh. like where her her specific county is on the same latitude as the Bordeaux region in France. But oh. then we talked to some sommeliers about that, and they were like, "Well, latitude is like a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like it's there's more than just that that has to do with what makes a good climate."
0: What did I see? What what documentary or something was I watching where they were talking about how New Jersey was like trying to make wine happen? <laughs> 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 the wine it- is just like. Was it Psalm? I was going to ask. Was it Psalm? That sounds like a thing that
1: would be in that movie, but I can't remember I'm obsessed
0: with that movie, by the way. That was one of my early dates with Caitlin. Oh, really? Yeah. I tell everybody to watch that movie. It's so, so good. I know. It trips me out. And now every time I smell white wine, I'm like, hmm, tennis balls. Yes, Fresh garden hose. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's so good. And then didn't they have... No, this is something. This is on an episode of Chef's Table where they have the woman that tastes the dirt so that she can know all the flavors. She feels like she, unless. No, wow. was that, on, that was on Psalm 2, maybe. I don't know. People are I crazy think, when it comes to that stuff. Oh, I haven't seen Psalm 2, so maybe that's part of it. No, no, yeah. no. Psalm as well. Is oh, I, oh. Was that not
1: also I, on Psalm? <laughs> I, I was like, wow, I didn't even know there was a second. Were <laughs> you excited? Sequel? I'm
0: so sorry. Yes, <laughs> I, not really a was. <laughs> I really was. I really was. Well, anyway, so the okay. wine is fine. It, it tastes—it okay. tastes better than just wine. It doesn't taste better than just wine. It tastes—it um, uh, has a flavor. <laughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> That's what I'll say about it. It has a flavor. <laughs> oh well, I mean, but I like—I okay. like holding my wine glass. Is what I like. Yeah,
1: so. I really enjoy uh, the descriptions
0: of beverages that come out of your your home. Yes, taste oh, like Do I ever on this podcast drink anything that I like?
1: Not really, but you're. No, pretty, I'm
0: such a pessimist.
1: You're pretty picky in general. Me, like, like with, um, you know,
0: food and wine. And- Do you think I'm picky? I think you have good taste. I think that I yes, I'm particular. I would say that I'm particular. I'm very particular. I think those are synonyms. Okay. That's
1: fair. <laughs> That's fair.
0: Particular seems more complimentary. Okay, Picky seems all right. Like particular is like she has good taste. Picky is like I don't want to serve her dinner. Okay, let's
1: let's back it up. We're gonna play debrief replay. So, Katie, I think you're particular with your beverages.
0: Mm, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so you know Our words really powerful. A, words are so powerful. You know, my back when. Um, Facebook used to have that little description under... Remember, you could put, like, a yes. quote or something under your profile picture? Yes. I, by the way, was obsessed with that. Um, I would always, like, judge people based on what they had in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure Me for too. For real. Um, I always had... My thing was... Um, use your words I think was what it was like the thing what we tell little kids like use your words yes but I was like that was always undermining I thought it was like such a hip English major yeah um, it but is it, there's truth in it which is also no I'm a therapist Use yeah. your
1: words you're using your words yeah you know the path to English major from English major to therapist is one that I don't think is traveled often enough
0: <laughs> no and you know what I people tell me about people ask me how I got from creative writing to therapy and what i say is that it's just it's about stories and like i've always been interested in people and in meaning and and how we can construct our own meaning um but you know it's an interesting thing about how words can be really impactful um when you're working with the trauma community it's extremely important to be like highly, highly aware of the words that you use. Yeah. Because, and not because you want to coddle people or no. anything like that, but because, because you could lose them. You could well, get it. Yeah. Because your job as a therapist, at least, I'm not saying like when you're working with, when you're like friends with somebody who's been abused, I'm saying like when you're a therapist, your job is to create a safe environment for them so that they can heal. And one of the things that when I was in school, a professor told me was, and I thought I was so like annoyed by this, but now it like, I totally get it. We had to record our therapy sessions when I was in school, which was so nerve wracking. And she would listen to them with me. And one of my things that I would do was when I was really listening to somebody, I would go, okay, okay. Because I was like saying, you know, I got it. And she Mm -hmm. got on my case. She was like, you can't say okay when somebody is telling you about that stuff because it's not okay.
1: Yeah, And
0: when you're saying that, like, and I was like, well, I think everybody says okay when they're really listening. And she's like, okay, maybe, but you're not out to dinner with your friends. You're in a space where you're, like, you have to intentionally construct that space. That's why therapy is an art, not a science. Yeah.
1: That's a tough. Ver- but
0: words are so important.
1: That's a very good point. And I didn't mean lose them like they're not going to want to be your friend anymore. I meant lose them like lose, lose- them
0: like you'll lose their trust.
1: Yes, and they'll yeah. not. You're you're not listening to them anymore. Like this happens with with kids all the time. Y- yeah, you know you've lost them.
0: <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's a lot of pressure, but honestly, like I think it's I think it's like I don't know. I'm good at it, which is why I was an English major and now I'm a therapist. So <laughs> yeah, um, I am curious about what's going on in your household. What's the state of your union this week? Um, the state of okay. So I truly,
1: genuinely believe that it takes a full calendar year to settle into like a new environment and specifically in the business aspects of it, like the business of being human, finding a doctor, finding a mechanic um, and all of this stuff. It, I feel like we're still in the process of doing that. Yeah. You're not settled and, yet. Yeah. How, How many I months see- has it been so far? Um, five. Okay. Yeah. So it it just takes a long time. You know, we've got Like, once you got this one doctor that, and, you know, you need, like, three of them. You got, like, you need a doctor. Especially us. Yes, exactly. People with uteruses. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And we came from a place where we had established relationships with people that we liked, and especially, um like, a mechanic that we really trusted, which... Oh, my gosh. I cannot say enough about having a mechanic that you trust.
0: I fully endorse that as well. I am so lucky that my mechanic is one of Mark's really good friends from high school who we, like, hang out and socialize with. He gives me, like, discounts. He calls me and gives me advice. He, like, checks my car when we're hanging out together on, like, a Friday. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. And also, like... I always say it's useful to have a friend that's a lawyer and a friend that's a mechanic.
1: That's true. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. And even though I don't mind like me ha- having just like a purely business relationship. Like I mean, that's the dream. Like having a freelance mechanic is like obviously the dream. Um, but
0: I to tell Joey that you said that this is the dream.
1: Yeah, I really. Do. I mean, it'd be great, but my also- friend Lauren
0: said that our friendship is the dream. <laughs> but also, you're more
1: than your skill set, and we value you as a human. Um, but yeah, so I just don't know. I don't know that much about cars. Caitlin knows less than I do. And she also is very, uh, it's so funny because like in the medical world, she's very good at, um, putting me in the driver's seat and, um, allowing me to support or to make decisions that, that fit me. And she's
0: really encouraging of you. Extremely encouraging. She really wants you to take, like be empowered to be in charge of your own health which yeah, is it, so cool. It is cool. And that's what you it, want in your health care provider, you know? Right. It's the it's, dream, Lauren. Being married to Caitlin is the dream. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is the dream. But she very much feels like people are afraid of their doctors, or, or like, put, not afraid of them, but put them on a pedestal, and like, if the doctor says it, that I got to do it, and, like, that's not healthy, and we need to, you know... Truly, ultimately, we need to follow med like listen to medical advice, but take it as advice and then balance it with like our what what Ooh. we're comfortable with and our bodies and all that. So that's very much her her. Remind standpoint me of a on- pending thought. Okay, pending thought. Uh, a, very much her standpoint on medicine. And it's so funny because she, she feels that way because she understands medicine and understands that doctors are just people. But she has no no background knowledge in cars, and so it's very stressful to her. And because our schedules are the way that they are, she's responsible for a lot of the auto mechanic uh, maintenance right now just because yeah. it's business hours and teachers, you know, can't do things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um So that's just been very, like, stressful, I think, um, trying to figure out, well, first of all, who are the people that we go to, and then trying those people out and being like, huh. And it's it's funny, it's all happened, like, in this past week, I feel like we've made doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, car appointments, and financial planner appointments, like, all kinds
0: of just, like, business. Yeah. That's such a pain, too. You know, I've been here for two years, and... I've, i talked about this, um, maybe on our first podcast when I was talking, or our first episode when I was talking about my meds, but I had a doctor here that I got when I first got here because he was the one that I called that didn't have a wait list for a new patient appointment. And I had meds that I needed now and I needed them sent to a pharmacy up here and no doctor will send a, a med out of state. So I needed yeah. a doctor's appointment. And so I, um... I got him and I don't really like him and he's really far away and I wanted to change, but changing was a nightmare. And so, yeah, Yeah. these things feel like they take, you know, growing up, we had, we had our people, we had our veterinarian, all of these people, like my mom sent Christmas cards to our veterinarian, our mechanic, our, um, our babysitter, our dentist, our pediatrician, everybody, we like, we knew these people. And so it just, I I wonder how long that took my parents. Yeah.
1: Because we're probably. lucky enough to
0: live in Mark's hometown, but Mark, like, Mark's mom is always trying to get us to go to her family doctor, and Mark's like, "I'm not going to her freaking family doctor. I don't want like, I don't want like." I was like, "Baby, there's HIPAA. Like, it's okay." He's like, "I don't care." Right. Exactly. He knows. He knows his mom. He knows that she's like. <laughs> <laughs> he knows her. Yeah. Right. No, and that's that's completely makes it makes so much sense. Even though my gynecologist is is Mark's mom, so
1: <laughs> Mark's oh, really? mom
0: is a nurse at my gynecologist's office. Yeah. Oh my I'm, gosh! That's really, I'm really lucky in that regard, and your Caitlin probably knows the good gynecologist in the area. Um, yes and no, because like midwives and NPs like don't
1: necessarily work in. Depends on the setting, and right now she's in a birthing center, so uh-huh. like we could, and she's also working in Norfolk, which is like n- not Virginia Beach. So, you know, mm. like we could probably, but they're not covered under our insurance. Blah blah blah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, uh-huh. she
1: used to see the midwives at her hospital when she needed a um, back. I think maybe that was before. We were married and she was on her own insurance. She would see, like, just, like, stop in between, you know, like, whatever to, to have an, a pap smear. <laughs> like,
0: do you have a free 20 minutes today? Yeah, to right. <laughs> That's great. I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. Bartering. Um. What is the I, state of your union? Oh, wait, no. First,
1: what's your pending?
0: I, what, do you remember what you were saying when I said that I had a pending thought? I said, uh, it takes us
1: a full calendar year to find doctor's. Uh, mechanics. Oh, I don't, Caitlin doesn't know
0: her, the cars. Uh. Um. Oh, gosh. I don't know. It might come back to me, but I have another thing to say anyway. Okay, so okay. you talked about birthing centers, and um, one of the best things about this area, and one of the first things that Mark ever, like, introduced me to when we first started dating is the Pennsylvania Farm Show. Have you heard of the farm show? Wait, I just saw, well, people in your neck of the woods just posted a picture of
1: their daughter at the- farm show and i was like what is a farm show
0: no literally everyone goes to the farm show it is a it is like a a local institution every year in january they have a it's a it's like a like a gun you know what a gun show is like you go to a gun (laughs) show and they've got guns all out like you look at guns or like a craft show or something like that so it's the same thing but with farm animals and farm things and so they have like a tractor area and they've got an area with all of the um the 4-H the local 4 or the like lo- area 4-H uh bunnies and um a butter sculpture and then they have a butter. butter sculpture yeah and it's such a huge deal lauren that the local news has is doing daily cover of coverage of it all day long it is <laughs> such a big deal it's a huge deal mark brought me there um the first year that we were Together or, like, the very first, I guess, month we were together. It was the first time I came up here.
1: Oh, right, and, and you met his family, right? Yeah,
0: and it is notorious, or not notorious, but it is famous for its milkshakes because it's sponsored by, like, the Pennsylvania Dairy Council. And, um, anyway, all of this is to say, when you said birthing center, it reminded me of, at the farm show, they have um, a birthing center because people breed their cows in in time so that they can give birth at the farm show and be an educational lesson to children about the life process. Yeah, and they've already had three cows this week, and the ABC 27 News was there watching to see um, if there were going to be other cows born. They are so cute, and I Mark and I are going to go this weekend, and I am, like, praying that I see a cow birth. Yeah. I really want to see that. So, isn't that that's great? I wish next year so we're going to cool. have to come up for the farm show. You, me, Tina, and, and you know, like, Caitlin and Mark will all have to go to the farm show and check I, it out. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's I don't know about the cow birth thing. I think you that's really see cool. cow
1: birth? I think it's really super cool. But as a person who, like, is considering birth in, like, my own world, I don't know if I want to watch a cow give birth.
0: Watching animals give birth is actually very reassuring. They barely make any noise. It just slips right out. Huh. See, this mm-hmm. is something that you know because you had horses. I have witnessed a horse birth or two. Yeah.
1: You I know, have. I've never actually seen a real birth now that I think about it. I mean, I've seen them on TV, like on TLC when I was a you kid. Have i have not to watch a baby seen story. the actual
0: birth part. Oh, remember no. that baby story where it would show the entire thing and just kind of blur out the vanilla? Yeah, that was like my favorite show.
1: I I've for a long time wanted to be a... Uh, that was graphic elf. as shit. Yeah, I wanted to be an obstetrician, like, for a long time, and then I realized that because I like babies, but then I realized, oh, wait, you don't actually get to hold the babies at all. Oh.
0: Oh, you should volunteer to be a baby holder at the hospital.
1: I have. You have? I've done that before. Yeah, I did it in college, actually.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what... Um... My mother-in-law, when she retires, that's what she wants to do. And also, we had a patient in my program who had very severe PTSD, and um, he, like, was a stay-at-home dad for a really long time, and I got him into um, baby holding because it was, like, the only, like, he, that was the, it was, like, super therapeutic for him to hold babies. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Isn't that great? That's such I a know. Nice, I would love to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, so you can do it all the time when you give birth to one. All right, well, look at
0: you pressuring me into childbirth. <laughs> no, 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 not pressuring you, I'm just saying. You, the general you. <laughs> yes, the royal you. Um, Speaking of me and um, the person with whom I might procreate, let me tell you about the state of my union. Yes, please do. So we w- went away for the holidays, we went home to Richmond for the holidays, and um. Saw, so, stayed with my dad and my stepmom for a couple days, and then stayed with our really good friends, uh, Vincent Taylor, for a couple days. And we just had like such a nice time. But it is so nice to be home. It really is like, so we have just been settling back in and, um, I'm just grateful to be back in my space, you know, like it's just quiet and I'm in my routine again. And it feels like by the time the holidays are over, it feels like we've been doing things out of our routine for literally like a hundred years because it's been like two months. Yes. So it just feels good to be like back on our grocery shopping schedule, back on our like sleep schedule and back on like, we're just happy to be with each other. And I said to Mark on the way home, like, I love being with all of my friends, and I love being with my family more than anything, cause especially my friends, because I, I don't see them very often. Yeah. But there's something about leaving that and just, like, being with him in the car on the way home that is, like, <laughs> such an exhale to me.
1: Oh, my um, God. You know that's our thing. Like, that's Caitlin and I spend Christmas morning with my family and Christmas dinner with hers. We drive six hours in between. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's exactly that. It's an exhale. It's just us. The six hours? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You love that. Yes, I love it's it. It's a Christmas tradition. Mm-hmm. I love that. So when you guys have kids and live on your own, you're going to have to still do that just because you guys will need the space and your kids will sleep. Yeah. Or at least (laughs) shut up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like when I have kids, I'm just like, they're here. See them if you want, K-Bye. Yeah, like, I'll be upstairs. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna charge charge five dollars entry. Imagine it's just like Christmas morning and I'm just like, I'll be upstairs. I totally that's my fantasy, man. I just feel like thanks for the presents. Bye. Right.
1: Make me a mimosa and then leave me alone.
0: <laughs> we had the best Christmas this year because uh, because Jenny and Steve got engaged. My brother-in-law yeah, my like, best <laughs> sister. And then New Year's was great because we, Vince and Taylor, we spent with them and the twins. And then Alex and Aaron were there. And our really good friend Kristen um, came. And that was so good to see her from high school. We haven't seen her in forever. So I was sick as a dog. But um, we had a great time. So and I'm, But I am so happy to be home. It just feels really good to be back. Yeah, which
1: is good. That's the, some part, it's like how you love your partner more when they're not around. It's like you love your house more when you have been not around. Oh,
0: yeah. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like that Metaphor like, track. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I remember when we came back from our honeymoon, for the first time, when we came back from our honeymoon, and we had lived here for almost a year, no, a little mm-hmm. less than a year at that point, um, for the first time, I thought, hey, I like it here. This place feels like home. And it yeah. like took being away. To feel like it's the noticing the feeling of comfort. That's what it is, is that if I was more mindful, maybe I would be noticing that feeling of comfort every single day. But I don't notice it until I get back to it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't feel like this yesterday. What's the difference? Yes. Right. Today I feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's not about like people or not people. It's about like routine or not routine. So. Yeah.
1: Like yeah, I have a special te- Like I bought it on Amazon. It's a towel that is for your hair. It's a microfiber something. It's supposed to make your hair I have better. One too. I don't know. Yeah. And like faster. I just yeah. And like I should travel with it. And Caitlin has really, really improved my travel life because she's very good at packing and remembering like small details of things. Yeah. Uh, so is Mark.
0: Yeah, I, that's that's invaluable in a partner. He always um, packs, ev- like one of every medication we have. <laughs> yes,
1: that's so smart. Yeah. it's really smart, and that's that's the way to do it. But it's nice at home; you don't have to think about that stuff and be like, yeah. "Oh
0: crap, I don't, I forgot my fi- my microfiber towel." Yeah, it is nice, and also I feel, and I've talked to you about this before. I always feel pressure when i'm around people and this is a newish thing for me like in the last few years but i always feel pressure to be on um and i'm working on really just relaxing and being present but being on is really exhausting for me yeah when i'm around my when i'm around mark's friends i for the first year that we lived here i felt i had to be on all the time 24 7 like peak katie like watching what I say, you know, being perfect all the time for, tw- like, every single time I was around them, and it was so exhausting, and yeah. now that I've been here for two years, I've relaxed a little bit, in that. and I'm not, I'm not even half as bad with my friends, because I've known them forever, but I still have a little bit of it, and when I'm in my yeah. own house, I can just, like, you know, fart, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that's the only thing I could think of that was, like, yes. I would not do that around anyone else. <laughs> I complain as much as I want to, and I complain a lot. So, yeah, so listen. No, um, but I
1: really, really, really like hear that on a spiritual yeah, level. The yeah. idea of being on and and even around people that you love, you know, yeah. and want to feel comfortable with.
0: Yeah, especially because I see my best friends, and I've got I have a small handful of people who are like my. People that I would die for, like yeah, yeah. I've got like eight people who I would I like would absolutely die for, and I see them. You know, you're one of them. I see them a lot, and so but I don't see them a lot. The ones I don't see you very often anymore, especially now that you live further away. But the ones in Virginia and DC, I see the ones in Virginia. I see twice, maybe three times a year. The ones in DC, I see maybe five, four or five times a year. You, I have no idea. I I'm gonna see you in the spring, but I feel pressure. To make those perfect, memorable times. Because every time we do that, I'm always afraid. I'm so anxious that it'll be the last time. I'm so afraid somebody will say, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So I always feel like I have to make this as, like, the best experience of my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exhausting, too. That is exhausting. And when you act like that, it almost always makes it not as good. Exactly. So (laughs) It's such a, what's that, vicious cycle? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And also... I, Mark and I don't travel great. Like we are, it's true. we're edgy when we travel. So just, Area oh, I just, yeah, it is. <laughs> I would love to be the kind of person who loves to travel all the time, but, um, I don't know if it's me. So yeah, I don't know. I hear I feel that. sad about that, but that's something I, I just came to now and I feel like I'm going to need to grieve that. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, so, um, mm-hmm. do you want to jump into our topic for today? uh yes i would love to okay so today we're talking about um it's a new year so we're going to talk a little bit about kind of resolutions kind of like the things that are like intentions for the year just kind of what we see for ourselves for the new year um and i wanted to start off by asking or by like discussing a little bit if we had to sum up our 2018s how would we (laughs) sum them up Wow, because I feel like that's the starting place for when you want to look when you want to create something new in your future you need to really look at be honest and look at what is going on with you now you know or like what's been going on so what is what's been your 2018 sum it up um it's been a year of getting through it it's mm-hmm. been a planning
1: year um there's a lot of things that we're doing that are very difficult and challenging that we are doing for. The hope of something better like down the way and part of that is a huge part of that is grad school um and just all of the stress like that this year was like i don't think we had any idea what we were getting into when we stepped into it and it got like shit really hit the fan in 2018 in terms of like the way grad school affected our marriage and our lives and our relationship uh so I that's been tough.
0: Ya. Yeah, that's
1: been hard. That's been really hard. It was it's funny, almost Caitlin, there.
0: Almost. Yeah, there.
1: I know. Then it's the whole getting a job thing. <laughs> um, I also but, feel yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Caitlin was telling me on the way, I don't know, I guess we were going to Richmond for New Year's, and she was like, it's funny, I usually feel so sentimental, like, oh, and even last year, I mean, she was still in grad school, but she was like, <laughs> 2017 was the year I got married, and, you know, this happened, and this was great, like, I just love it, it was such a good year overall, um, and she's like, this is the first year I don't feel that way, like, I just, not that she, not that it was, like, a miserable year, but it was
0: really challenging. Yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. totally agree. This was a shit year for me. Um, yeah. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> like for us, <clears throat> still sick, you guys, excuse me. <clears throat> oh my like gosh. Katie. Can't kick the flu. One day. <laughs> yeah, one day. One day I will recover. I think it's probably going to be in the spring or the summer. Um, <laughs> do you remember in college, I was so sick when I lived at in those apartments in yeah Matthew. those apartments yeah uh-huh. because they have mold in them and i was i was sick because i was allergic to the mold in the apartments yeah. my mom walked in and she was like i smell it it's so moldy in here um anyway so t- 2018 for me was really tough it was also really tough for mark for mark it was circled up in grad school um I would say, like, it's easiest for me to talk about 2018 in, in an us-separate way and then talk about it in an us-together way. For Mark, it was all about school. Um, he's finished with school now. <laughs> <coughs> he's finished with school now, but he was full-time school all year long, and it was incredibly busy and incredibly stressful, and there were some projects that were really hard, um, but and also i would say some uh, financial insecurity on his part it yeah. was on both for both of us but on his part especially that was like very wearing um mark's whole going to grad school thing has been so like brave to me because i think that it's like um he kind of he kind of decided to go against the secure the the easy path yeah he did the safe path to do the path to follow his heart. chasing a dream. Yeah. yeah. And that is so not him, usually. He yeah. is so risk averse. He's so exactly. safe. Yeah. yeah. And so I have just been doing so much building him up and boosting him up. But this has just been... So there's... I would say that 2018 for both of us was anxious. For me, 2018 was a nightmare. And I am I'm so ready for New Year. And, you know, New Year's are arbitrary. Yeah. Technically. But, you know, I, I get annoyed with people that are like... I just don't really have a, like tolerance for cynicism anymore. I get annoyed with people that are like it's just an arbitrary date. Like who cares? You know what? There's something really nice about an entire group of of human beings, an entire species all over the world pausing and taking a moment to reflect and look forward to the future as a species. And yes. I, I love that. I think that's okay. great. So I, I don't feel bad about participating in it.
1: <laughs> I This is not my recommendation, but I'm going to go ahead and recommend it. I read a book to my first graders called Shantae Keys and the New Year's Peas.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: um, it is fantastic. It's about this little girl. And she lives, uh, well, I don't know if she really does live in Virginia. But I always tell the kids that she lives in Virginia. That we find Virginia on the map. And they have a black you guys eye. where live. <laughs> yes, it's where they live. And, um... We she her family has the tradition of eating black-eyed peas on New Year's. Yep, and Southern then- tradition. It's a Southern tradition, and she realizes, like, uh, her grandmother realized that she forgot them, so Shantae has to go around to all her neighbors and ask if anybody has black-eyed peas. But her neighbors are from, she. it's like Shantae Keys, and her neighbors are Miss Lee and Senor Ortiz and ha- Hari and uh, Mr. McGee, and, like, they're Aww. all from different places all over the world, and they all have different New Year's traditions. So, like, oh, I love
0: Me- that! Yeah,
1: in Mexico, they eat grapes, and, of course, Miss Lee's tradition is a Chinese New Year. so she, like, shows her on the calendar, oh, my New Year's. Later, and we have golden fried dumplings, and so she gets to see like all of the different. But it's the what's what's relevant is that all of the cultures um, celebrate the the New Year in some way. And in, in the back, they talk about the like the Jewish New Year Rosh Hashanah and how they eat honey or apples tipped in honey honey to to mark the New Year as, yeah. as a celebration of things that are like hoping for things that yeah. are sweet. So it's just really cool to see, and that if if it's something, it's like a marriage. If it's a custom that's echoed across. The world and across there's civilizations. There's something good. There's
0: something there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I, we did the grapes thing. Um, Aaron is, my friend Aaron is Spanish and, um, we did the grapes thing for Christmas. And so ah. we, we did that. And then he also has a, um, a tradition, and I don't know which part would, where this comes from, but he has a tradition where he walks a suitcase around the block to like bring on travel <laughs> for the new year. And he's really done it every I've celebrated like a billion Christmases or not Christmases, New Year's with Aaron, and he does it every single New Year's. Why is that so cute to me? It's really cute. And I think like some of our friends think that Aaron's like making it up, and I'm like, No, guys, this is real. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this isn't just like a cute Aaron tradition. This is like a this is a real thing. But he's this, incre- he's incredibly well traveled too, so it's clearly working. Oh, he is. Aaron is like the most well seasoned person on this planet. Um, but I will say I so Mark and I have talked about like pause oh, so let me finish up last year. So 2018, I had a really terrible job situation. Mm-hmm. I um I mean just like a nightmare of a job situation, which is actually something we should we could probably talk about on here one time because yeah, Mark we could. was Mark was That was an interesting time in our marriage, um, Mm -hmm. at my job. Um, and then I got incredibly sick over the summer with a whole bunch of different things. I had, um, food poisoning, which I've never Mm -hmm. had before. And I, from what I understand, I didn't even have a really bad case, but it was, it was still to this day, like traumatizing. And, um... I shout out to uh, Taylor, my friend Taylor, because I got food poisoning the day it was the last day of my old job. And it was the day that I was supposed to leave to go to the beach with all my friends. And I texted everybody because I got sick that morning, like that Friday morning at like three in the morning. And I texted everybody. I think I have food poisoning and then I said I'm not sure if I have food poisoning or not and then I threw up again and I texted them again I definitely have food poisoning. And then the next morning Taylor called me and was like you're coming to the beach. Let me tell you how you're going to get here. And so and then Aaron called me and was like you need to go to the doctor and ask for Zofran. And so like everybody was like very insistent that I come to the beach. When I talked about food poisoning on the podcast last, Taylor said that it was like really upsetting to her cuz it reminded her of the time that she thought that I wasn't going to be coming to the beach. Oh my god. <laughs> she was like I was really Upset when you said that.
1: Oh, Taylor. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: she's going to be upset again. But anyway, she uh, also.
1: She also corrected me. I misquoted a Gilmore Girls episode. I said the coupon drawer thing was from the revival, and it's not. It's from season one when when Max says it to Lorelai when they're or when Lorelai says it to Max when they're talking about getting married.
0: That girl is a true friend. She yes, a she really true is. And real friend. Uh huh. Um. She also is. She, we got her and her husband into queer eye for the straight guy over Christmas. Yes, Our so good. Years. I don't mm-hmm. know. I keep doing that. Anyway, so I had food poisoning. We went to the beach. I had a week where I was fine, and then I had a an an incredible allergic reaction like the most scary thing that's ever happened to me in my life um and i like like it was extremely i don't know extremely you've seen the pictures of that right it katie oh i saw you the next day yes yes (laughs) i came down because i was in the hospital and i left the hospital and drove straight to your house yes (laughs) Because I was like, my friend is moving. I'm not going to miss her. <laughs> and uh, Caitlin was like not in town or she was at work, but she was like, I was going to go get a tattoo. And Caitlin was like, not a good idea. Not yep, a good idea. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> uh,
1: thank God for your wife for so I know. She's, I tell you.
0: Well, then I got a new job and that was kind of stressful. So this, t- I am feeling the need for, especially after all that indulgence at the end of the year, I am feeling the need to shed the old and... Bring in the new for this year. Mark has a new job. I am settled into my job. We're our income is increasing. Um, you know, so we're we have an opportunity, and because he's not in school anymore, we have an opportunity to connect with each other again, you know. Yes, and so I we've done a really good job, and I think you and Caitlin have too, of staying connected through grad school, but there's a lot that we could do better, yeah, and um. That's Mark and I have some intentions about that, but I'm wondering, like, what you're th- seeing for you guys okay. in 2019.
1: Um, I have yes, I want to get into that. I have two final responses to oh. like the the um, the sum of 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, advice from Sandy is because uh, Caitlin was talking to my mom about this, about uh, um, really struggling with 2018, and as looking and looking at this, anything other than a very extremely challenging year. Oh, also um, Trump. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, didn't
0: want to go there. Sorry, but that was a part of the year. <laughs> I know. We're being honest. We don't have to talk about it. I'm just saying it's part of it. Anyways, no, I Sandy mean says... You're right.
1: You're right. So Sandy said that you need to be really careful what you call a bad year or what you sum up as a bad year, especially when we're young because we have no idea what life is going to throw us and that as we age, we're going to have years that are truly bad. And so when years are just like kind of hard, you know, and I would sum like both of our like, thinking about well, just, like, my mom's life journey and, like, what she's been through. I know what she's talking about, and I think she's right, and it's, I'm trying to be careful about, like, summing things up as just, like, a bad year, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I know, like, not not to say that you can't, you can't call a spade a spade, but it is just, I thought it was, like, a good thing to keep in mind.
0: I remember my pending thought. Oh. Yeah, because you just reminded me of it. When you were talking about this has been, in your State of the Union, you were talking about it's been a time of getting through things Mm -hmm. I was thinking you know I think like that a lot I want to get through this but in the mindfulness work that I've been doing I've been trying really hard to really remember that I have one experience in this body in this consciousness And that I know of. I might have more in the future, but I don't know of that. Um, I have one experience in this consciousness, in this body. And if I'm ever bored, then I'm not doing something right. Right. Or I'm not paying attention. Or if I'm just trying to get through, or if I'm thinking of this as something terrible, a whole period of time as something terrible, I'm really missing something. Because there's no way, in my life at least, For 365 days, that there were not beautiful things that happened during those 365 days. And if I'm summing up the whole year as, like, a shit year, um, that I'm leaving some stuff out. Although, I will say that, like, we do that, you know. But I also think that that is a call. And one of the things I really want to do in 2019 is pay more attention to... All of the experience, instead of trying to avoid the negative experiences, um, and then instead of avoiding them, dwelling on them, I want to just experience it all. Yeah,
1: know? I think that's that is a very noble aspiration.
0: Yeah. Um, also, I mean, that's my, like a lifetime aspiration. My final
1: <laughs> reflection on yeah, so true. My final reflection on 2018 and and being partners to people who are in grad school. Yeah, I know that a lot of people out there are even as part of their New Year's resolutions, considering going back to school. we were. Just, I was just talking about this in the meeting today. Um, and I, I feel like this is a, like a whole, like you and I are in a place where we're like, don't do it. Like
0: <laughs> Oh, I like, was, yeah. I mean, I was gonna, I don't know. Like my gut response is to say, oh my God, do it. And, but then I, if I were to be smart and sit down and think about it, I would say, I don't really know. <laughs> right, and that's
1: my advice is that like, don't, don't just jump into it. Truly sit and think about it because- well, yes, we need to do it, a
0: whole episode on this.
1: Yes. And so let me just yeah, maybe I can do this. It is the rest hard to be thought. married
0: to somebody who's in school.
1: And it, like just the idea of of grad school, like of It's also hard to go to school. <laughs> go doing something that and maybe we can have grad school people on for this episode or something. Doing something that's going to better your life in the long run has inherent value, but just making sure that you are mentally prepared for all that it entails. Yep. Yeah. So we can talk about that. Okay. So what are your goals for 2019?
0: So I am – so, okay, I've done a little bit, just like we always do. I've done a little bit of research on this. And naturally, because it's the beginning of the year, people have, like, stuff about this. Yeah. Um, One of the things that comes up is that it's important to have individual goals as well as couple goals. Okay. Because you have to be – a marriage is only as good as its parts. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So Mm -hmm. I, my individual intentions for the year, for the first time, I didn't set specific goals. And you know what? I know that we say we should be doing SMART goals. And if people don't know what SMART goals are, it's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Is that what you say it is? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you to make a good goal, you should be those things. That's a smart goal. And that's what I teach to my patients. That's what I know that we're supposed to do. But honestly, when I do stuff like that, that just really triggers this perfectionism failure thing for me. So I think it's better for me to just, like, put... Like, I like to pick a word of the year, and I like to pick focuses, like, things that I want to focus on. And then yeah. I just remind myself every day to focus on it, and I focus. So um, I my word this year... Is vitality. Um, my words in the past have been. Um, I've been doing this. This is my third year now. My words in the past were integrity and discipline. Ugh, I, I feel bad that my word was discipline. That makes me feel sad for my past self. Um, but well, I want the, to. The feel Latin like, root of discipline is disciple to follow. Okay, so, that's true. Yeah, but like I feel like my intention was to like get myself to submit. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I just did not know myself well, or I didn't accept that part of myself, uh, at that point. But I will say that when I think about vitality, I, I want to think about doing what is truly good for me. And that means like <laughs> protecting, protecting my energy, um, I've been really into recently one of my mentors at work is into integrative medicine and um, integrative holistic psychology. So basically um, that is a, people that practice holistic psychology and integrative medicine um, treat the whole system, the person as a system. And so in in addition to behavioral health interventions for somebody with depression, for instance, you might also do dietary interventions for them because um, the majority of our serotonin and dopamine or serotonin actually is produced in our gut. And so people who have like unbalanced guts or like,
1: yeah. you know, who
0: have a crappy diet might be having a, a serotonin deficiency. And so, like, a holistic psychologist works on their diet and also recommends exercise. And one of the things that I've been struggling with at work for a while is if we have such solid evidence that exercise is preventative and and a good treatment for depression, why are we not telling every single one of our patients to exercise? Right. And we never talk about it. And so that has been a really big interest of mine is practicing what I preach and really treating myself as a system and... um. Instead of thinking about weight loss or fitness, just thinking about doing what makes me the best version of myself um, on all elements. And Mark, I was talking about him about our couple, our goals as a couple for the year. It's really important to also set goals as a couple, because just like if you want to move forward in your life and be the best you, your relationship, your marriage is the same exact thing. It's a living, breathing thing that takes on the emotional energy between the two people that takes on the health of the two people. And you have to intentionally move it in that direction. Um, and that's supported by research, too.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's that's really true.
0: Yeah. Um, what are your. Then- oh, for us as a couple. So yeah. we talked about it um, on our walk today. The first thing that Mark said was that he wants to get, now that we have the opportunity to get our financial stuff in order, we really want to, one of our really serious goals is that we want to buy a house. Um, and if we want to buy a house, we need to get to the point where we're financially stable and we at least have some emergency income saved and then we can save for a house. And we have a little bit, you know, here and there. Um, but I said that we'll, I would like to see like a financial planner because I don't even know like, is it better to live in my six hundred dollar a month apartment until we pay off our student loans, or is it okay to buy a house and also have student loans? This same- like I don't know the answer to these right. questions. Yeah, so exactly, I I need to meet with somebody to talk about that. Yeah, um, we just we just made that one such appointment. <laughs> oh, good. See, I yeah. think that that's so important because I I realize a lot of my hesitancy in moving forward in that regard is that I don't know. So right. I need some education. Yeah. I have a really big goal for the two of us. So that's his primary goal. My main goal, and we tossed around a couple things. We'd like to go to church more. Um, we, we're we really working on eating less meat. That's important to me yeah. um, and Mark from a health perspective because Mark has heart issues in his family um, and also from an environmentalist perspective. Mark is yeah. extremely, I said, I've said that on this podcast yes, before that Mark is, is, is very is. concerned with the environment. Yeah, he is. Um, So anyway, but my main thing for us as a couple this year is I would like us to work on finding a hobby together. Oh, Um, I love that. Yeah. We don't have anything that we do together, really, that feels like it's friendship. You know, yeah. that it's us enjoying each other. And Mark asked me the other day if um, we would, if we went out and bought me a pair of hiking boots, would I want to start hiking? Um, because he says that I always say how Pennsylvania isn't as pretty as Virginia. And he says that we can go find places that are pretty. Aww. So yeah, which is the sweetest thing. So yeah, maybe we'll is. try that. And also, I really, I might learn pickleball. I mean, I, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I don't Katie, know. I think you
1: should. Listen, I I should if, too. if
0: my friend Lindsay could do it. Love you, Lindsay. Then maybe I can do it. Yeah. yeah I, have like, like, I have, like, a gym class trauma where I'm afraid of being bullied for my lack of coordination. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah. then I have to remember that I'm playing with Mark, and I was gonna it's say, not he was in his Mar- best interest to bully me. So. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and Mark probably also digs the way you look doing anything,
0: so... Yeah, Mark's my... Mark's favorite outfit of mine is my gym clothes. Like, mm. I, I can be dressed up with, like, full makeup, beautiful, like, freshly shaved legs, and he'll be like, you look nice. If I'm wearing, like, gym clothes, he's like... Okay, girl. That's my... Sometimes I just wear that to, like, make him happy. Yeah. On his birthday, systemic. that's why I wear it to dinner. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Mark oh, loves love athleisure. It. It's his favorite. Uh, ath-
1: so what <laughs> about you guys? Wear. What active are you taking for this year? Okay. Caitlin's um, done with
0: school this year. It's this year.
1: It does not... I do not believe it.
0: I know it's coming. I, once uh. it happens... Yeah, I almost still feel like Mark has to go back to school. I sometimes still feel like it took me a year to stop feeling like I had to go back to school. Yeah,
1: I know. Like I would uh, wake up and be like,
0: oh, I'm late. Like,
1: oh no no no. Yeah, my mom said for like years after her th- she finished her thesis, she would like be out out doing something and feel like resident like residual guilt. Like, ah, I have to go home and work on my
0: thesis. Yep. Never mind, I graduated four years ago. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what are you thinking? I mean, I know that this is if you are thinking like. What is it that you want for the year for the two of you? Yeah. What direction do you go in?
1: Um, this year I started a new job and I, at my personal goal, I want to become really, really good at it. Um, and like, I, I I think it's going to be, I just was, I was talking to another, um, I'm a gifted resource teacher and I was just talking to another one and she's been doing this for 20 years and I feel like I just want to be 20 years good, you know? Um, which I'm going to give myself uh, a to I know there, that but,
0: feeling. And then yeah. i have to hold my breath and then just say, I will be one day. I will be one yes. day. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think because I'm feeling very on the whole, um, kind of floating between, like one of our, obviously one of our, you and I are kind of united in one of our couple goals um, is buying is ownership. Like that's very, very, very important Mm -hmm. to me. I think on the whole carving out my um, adult identity in our new town is something that's going to be really important to me over the next year because we're living in well, I was a navy brat but we're living in the place where I spent like a good chunk of my my formative years and just and I have found some things some little pockets of this city yeah, of but course when you it's go changed do you feel like a kid well it's especially hard when you're living in your house like in your yeah. your parents' home but
0: it's like it's literally like so visceral you go to the old places and the smells it puts you back in that place i know that feeling from being in richmond i like i have i feel like i it feel like i was 16
1: yeah yeah and i think it's very easy to not very easy. It's very possible to construct a life here that is is our is our adult life. Yep. Um, and we already have it's like a big I, area. I I'm really loving like we've we found a new church and we have found little restaurants spots and bars and things and your that we par- like to your go family to.
0: doesn't go to your church.
1: No. Okay, we, it's your yeah, church. We don't go to church. Yeah, it's ours. Um, which is very nice. And so I think it's one of those things, as long as I'm – that's my goal, my personal goal, is, like, finding, like, space for adult me mm-hmm. um, here. And I, that's something I really want to do because I actually really love this area. I think yeah. it's beautiful. I love the water. And Caitlin and I are both very, like, water-driven people. And there's – every time you turn around, there's, like, a bay or a lake or a creek or a, want, an ocean. I so bad
0: for my life. I think water is, like, spiritual. I agree, <laughs> Where, I, I don't sta- care where it is. It's water or mountains, give it to me.
1: Yes, yes. State Farm just recently started like changed their they're going to start insuring more waterfront properties. They used to not for other insurance reasons. Um but it it's like it was the best news of 2018 <laughs> that I was like, "Oh my god because I used to think waterfront was like off off the table because of just the high risk of flood." Yeah. Um in this area, but yeah. now now it's like something we could really do or at least be close to. So um Yeah, yeah. Not- so I think that's my personal goal is, like, just carving out space for adult
0: Lauren. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a really good goal. And I think that, like, you'll feel much more settled. It's hard to do that when you're at home with your with your parents, but you can do it. You can get started on it now. Yeah. Yeah, and we have. We've already been started
1: on it. Yeah, I'm really, really
0: impressed by the way that you guys have taken your little room and made it into your own little like apartment, you know? Yeah. You spent, yeah. Thanks. I appreciate yeah, that. I think that that's really great. Like you guys, I was thinking about that today. How it seems like you guys—that's your space—and you spend time with the family when you spend time with the family. But that's when you guys are in there together. People aren't like, why are they isolating?
1: Yeah, right. And we also, like, uh, I deeply love my family and deeply love spending time with them. And, and uh, giving myself space for adult me allows me to be fully present with them, which is something I'm, I've am i learned. It's one yeah. of those boundary things that is not so yeah. easy to come by when you're right. an obligerator. Well, developmentally, graduating. you're
0: not supposed to be home with your family right now. And so no. it is going to be an uphill battle. And you are, it doesn't come naturally to you. It won't, it wouldn't come naturally to anybody being at home with right. their spouse at this time in their life. And so you have to consciously do that, and that is a lot of energy. You know? Yeah. Are you familiar yeah. with... um? Are you familiar with the... Sp- oh, gosh. I'm going to talk about some okay. mental health thing that I don't know about without knowing too much about it. Hold on. Let me... Are you familiar with...
1: Sp- <laughs> the Lauren and Katie show. <laughs> spoon
0: theory? I know. I know. Are you familiar with spoon theory? No. Okay. So, I've, I've pulled it up. Um, it's, I've pulled it up on Wikipedia, so blame Wikipedia if it's wrong. Okay. So, spoon theory is a disability metaphor um, for a combo... They say um, for a combo of ego, depletion, fatigue, and other factors. So people use it like that are depressed or who have autoimmune diseases or whatever. Spoon theory is a disability metaphor used to explain the reduced amount of mental and physical energy available for activities of living and productive tasks that may result from disability or chronic illness. Spoons are a visual representation used as a unit of measure in order to quantify how much energy a person has throughout a given day. Each activity requires a number of spoons, which will only be replaced as the person recharges through rest. A person who runs out of spoons has no choice but to rest until their spoons are replenished. So people use this to say – they'll say, like – they'll use this as shorthand to talk to their family members or, like, online and say, like, I don't have any spoons left. Or, like, I've got, like, three spoons left to, like, communicate what – Wow. Because it's otherwise, like, an intangible thing to communicate. And I think that – I forget why, why I brought that up. You were talking about your house and your... Sp- oh, as adults. Because it can be putting... Do, climbing that uphill battle of being around your family when you're not developmentally supposed to be around your family it takes a lot of spoons. <laughs> it takes a lot of spoons. But wait, why is it spoons? I have literally no clue. I've just seen it on, like, Tumblr and stuff. Oh, origin. Oh, okay. I could probably tell you what the origin was. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> the term spoons, in this sense, was coined by Christine... Miserandino in, in 2003 in her essay, The Spoon Theory. The essay describes a conversation between her and a friend. The discussion was initiated by a question from the friend in which she asked about what having l- lupus feels like. The essay then describes the actions of Miserandino who took spoons from nearby tables to use as a visual aid. She handed her friend 12 spoons and asked her to describe the events of a typical day, taking a spoon away for each activity. In this way, she demonstrated that her spoons or units of energy must be rationed to avoid running out before the end of the day. Miserandino also asserted that it is possible to exceed one's daily limit, but that doing so means borrowing from the future and may result in not having enough spoons the next day. Miserandino suggested that spoon theory can describe the effects of mental illness as well wow totally love spoon theory yeah that's fascinating now that i understand where it comes from i'm gonna have to read that essay yeah yeah but that's what i feel like yeah so of course you're gonna feel like you need to i feel like you can the the concept of recharging your spoons like you get that by carving out your adult identity and so that's why it's more important now than ever you know
1: yeah huh so yeah what about your goals as a couple Um, I think first and foremost is is homeownership or making plans. Like, we have kind of just kicked around the idea of, um, gosh, homeownership is such a commitment. Like, you can move your spouse. Like, if your spouse wants to live in Pennsylvania, you can move to Pennsylvania. But, like, you
0: can't move your house. And so. Mark always says that, like, I I get really cold feet about homeowners because I can't imagine spending – the kinds of houses that I want to live in right now are not the kind of houses that I can afford. And I can't imagine spending $150,000 on something that is a shit box. And Mark is like, you need to start thinking about money in a different way because when you're coming, when it comes to houses, like you need to start, like that number is huge to you, but it's a house. Yeah. And, but then to me, I'm like, I still am not okay with that.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's still my money. (laughs) Right. I know. I know. So yeah, home ownership is like, it's such a thing. But so I think, Trying to figure out if we want to jump right into that, if we want to rent something in the interim. Um, but, but anyway, making strides towards making a really uh, secure plan. And, and, you know, I could also see us like just finding something that's that's right enough, you know, and just moving moving yeah. into it. Um, so that's one big thing. And the other one, I think we're going to start. I mean, we're not ready <gasps> to have children right now. Ah, I thought that you were going to say that. Well, we're, but the thing is, with gay people, it just takes a long time. So, know, it's not but I'm about- ready
0: for you to start the starting of it. well um
1: pre-baby shower i'm so excited okay (laughs) (laughs) no because what if i yeah it could take forever i know well and actually it will because like but i will be here with you the entire time i'll throw you a hundred of them the plague of being queer is that everything everything is like it takes forever like all and you have to explain yourself
0: to everybody yeah
1: exactly there's actually an lgbtq fertility clinic in virginia beach which is the weirdest place for an lgbtq fertility clinic but um we actually okay, there's there's we have, everywhere
0: girl. There's Let's, yeah so Yeah it's, but it's, you can see
1: it's the premier one on the East Coast. Oh, no way! I thought yeah. that was just,
0: like, a convenient one. Yeah, <laughs> okay, no, no that's, I mean... that's different. <laughs> like, there's probably some... I was like, like that's it, just nice. There was probably New some York. nice person. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no.
1: Um, yeah, but it's, like, a big... It's, like, a, folk, a LGBT-focused fertility center. Anyway, wow. we probably won't need that service. But, anyway, it's just a lot of putting things in order. We need to get some legal documentation, especially if, like, something should happen where our marriage is dissolved. We need to make sure that there's second-parent adoption. Um... Um, all of that like legal stuff, uh, has to be put into place. In addition, we also have to do all of the like medical side of things. Um, so it's going
0: to take a really long time. I had never thought just... about the second parent adoption thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's very... a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit that we got to do. That's um, very interesting.
1: Yeah. So wow. we're going to start doing that. Um, I, that, that I have even <laughs> colder feet about than buying the house. Um. But yeah. yeah, I think those are honestly, those are big goals. Like, that's enough. Oh, yeah. and I, Caitlin and I have been on a journey, on a, like, a health journey, which is very cliche to say in January. Um, but we've been on it you you know, for You have been for a, while. for a while. I can
0: vouch. It's not just, yep. you're not a January starter. Yeah, so we're just going to continue on that.
1: Our, our, we have some very awesome friends who um, are doing a little accountability challenge, and we're doing, like hip to ratios and percentages of body weight loss and yeah. uh, all kinds of oh, blood pressure, just like good, you know, good healthy habits. Yeah, and like, it's nice because they're people that we hang out with a lot. So if we're all four of us are like going to eat the carrots and
0: hummus, then it's easier, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. And it keeps you accountable too. Yeah. Uh, Plus it's fun. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about with this is that Um, I just wanted to note that there can be some really serious challenges with supporting your spouse when they're like trying to achieve a goal. Um, a lot of times there can be, and this happens, this has happened in my relationship and I think it's happened in yours and I think it happens in a lot of relationships. When somebody is, there's a dance of supporting your partner without, taking on a parent-child or teacher-student or therapist-patient relationship, and okay. it's a very, I think it's a very delicate dance of, and Mark and I work on this all the time, he's always saying to me, I don't know when to encourage you or when to back off, because sometimes I don't want to hear it, um, but sometimes I really need the encouragement, and so it's important. I think it's really important to communicate about that. I, in my relationship, um, it's hard for me to get support about certain things. Mark, and I think that this is smart, will never, even if I ask him to, would never, ever comment to me about food choices. Ever. Um, and I, like, I can imagine that there might be a situation in which he could and i would like hear it and it would be okay but he just doesn't touch it and i think that that's probably wise on his part yeah um but he does try to get me to um like exercise because he knows that I want to exercise. He really works with me on like spending, but it's hard because I oftentimes fall into feeling like a child and he falls, I fall into the child role and he falls into the parent role. So I was, do you and Caitlin ever find that when you're trying to support each other that you have to dance that bal or like balance that, you know, equation? Yeah.
1: Caitlin is very uh, intuitive and very good at uh, like big life decisions but in day-to-day things, um, there are many situations where I can go teach her on her and she'll tell me, like, don't talk to me like I'm a third grader, you know? Yep. And, and that's fair. That's fair. And, and, my of course, my sassy retort is,
0: all, is always like, I'll stop talking to you like you're a third grader when you stop acting like a third grader. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's, <clears throat> I would say that in therapy. Like that, that's oftentimes when somebody is acting like, when somebody is acting like someone's parent, I will literally look at the other person and say, well, are you acting like the child? Yeah. (laughs) Because that's, we put each other into those roles, you know, because it's it's almost always, if you're feeling like the parent or the child in your relationship or the teacher or the student, here's a hint. Look at yourself also, (laughs) because that's been true for me every single time, that every single time. Mark is like being pedantic or like talking down to me. I always feel like a child, but then I realize that like he's telling me, "Katie, we have five hundred dollars left to spend for this month, and you just spent one hundred and fifty dollars at Ulta. Was that wise?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Wow, I really am acting like a child." <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. he wouldn't talk to me like that if I wasn't acting like that. You <laughs> acting like that,
1: yeah. I yeah, I totally understand that.
0: Yeah. How do you do? Do you feel like if Caitlin does she? when how she was supporting you in your goals are you triggered by that
1: it triggered by
0: the parent-child relationship or no triggered by like the way that she supports you i just feel Uh like uh, there's ways that i like to be supported and ways that i don't and sometimes i feel triggered by the way i get supported (laughs) (laughs) you're you're just a gem
1: to be married to aren't you
0: (laughs) No, no i'm of all of this and I recognize just because I'm triggered doesn't mean that I act like a brat right no (laughs) I just say I'm I'm obviously
1: kidding you truly are a joke to be married to um, it's all about emotion regulation
0: you acknowledge the emotion and then you don't choose to act on it yes (laughs) I'm Um, furious and I'll speak to you nicely
1: yes right that's that's very mindful I try (laughs) yeah um I think Caitlin is very good at supporting me and my goals I think our challenges in um Add- addressing each other, um, sometimes I feel like she, I'm very much like a bubbly person, yeah. and I think sometimes she mistakes that for flightiness, and I, and I and I guess the reason that I they sometimes You're like she tries, yeah, and 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 sometimes. Um, that there's there's a way that she'll speak to me occasionally, where she'll like kind of giggle at something that I'm doing that will ran, like randomly offend me because I'll feel like she's she, she doesn't think that I can you do something or like yeah or, or like, does that to me too yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like that 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 relationship I think is to, it's particularly sensitive to me because. Like the strong me is like, but wait, I I was an adult for a long time, very
0: successfully, when you weren't even here. I say that all the time. I'm always yeah. saying, I wish Mark could be on here to tell you how often I say things like, I literally survived for several years before I met you. Yeah, right. I was fine. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was fine. I was sad, but I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad, and I was lonely, and I had a lot of debt, but I was fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, exactly. I ate my vegetables. Um, <laughs> I ate my vegetables. It was all it was, it was as good as it could have been. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that that. Uh, wait, hold on. I had another thought about this. Uh. Oh, the reason, Katie, I think that pretend, potentially that that hits us so hard is that we kind of tend towards like maybe not like those. Those feel like criticisms of of that have truth that have truth in them and uh-huh. that's why like i react so strongly to that because i'm like wait hold on and like and I, t- I give her the whole like hey i'm fine before i met you but like honestly she's right about a lot of these things like i well, should pay more attention what it know? is for
0: me is that it's the echo of past parents past teachers and i have to recognize that it's not this isn't my mom this isn't my dad this isn't that teacher that embarrassed me in kindergarten. This isn't. This isn't them. This is my husband. I can't put them on him. And him supporting me is a totally different thing. So I don't need to act like a child when he talks to me. When he when he brings up things to me, or when he yeah. supports me on things, and or when he says like, "Hey, like you said that you were going to eat better. Like why are you eating that?" He's not my mom when he says that. He's just right. Mark. <laughs> He's just Mark. And that they. I think also it's been
1: very helpful for me to question Caitlin in, in like a calm way when I because I as, don't assume their motives. You know what I mean? Because okay, so here's an example: I, we when we're in church and we're singing a hymn that I don't know, I sometimes will sing a wrong note or yep. like get the words wrong or whatever, and Caitlin will kind of giggle at me, and I oh and I finally like sat her down or like driving home from church one day and I was like, hey, you like really thought. It really bothers me when you do that because, like, I don't know the hymn. I'm just doing my best to keep up. And she was like – and I was like, and you're laughing at me like, I, you know, oh, she doesn't know it, whatever. And Caitlin was like, oh, my gosh, that's so not what I mean. The way that I interpret this – and I'm going to go ahead and toot my own horn a little bit here because you're going to see through me through my wife's eyes. She's like, you know, you – she's like, you are so musical and, like, musically inclined that if you can't get it, nobody can.
0: Oh, Which was,
1: like, the sweetest little, and I, here I was, like, taking it all personally, like,
0: I, I'm not the greatest singer, but Caitlin
1: thinks I am, and that's all that matters. That is
0: a rule of marriage, is that if you're going to make an assumption, assume the best. So if yeah. you catch yourself assuming the worst, ask yourself if there's a positive assumption. Right. That is, that is the cutest story. I'm gonna die. I love that. See, you it's know. also important to be, like, Appreciative of each other's gifts. Yeah. Okay. I have one more thing to say about this, which is there – I found this awesome method for goal setting as a couple um, that I wanted to share from – couplesinstitute.com which appears to just be the therapist's, uh, like a therapy agency's website, but they have a pretty good like blog post. Um, Uh And I don't know if they came up with this or if it's from somebody else, but I love this and I'm totally going to use it for myself. Um, It's called the FIRE drill and FIRE is an acronym Um, and it says that the FIRE drill consists of four elements that give your couple, that give couples a way to organize and prioritize their goals. This structure enables them to harness more of their energy and become more collaborative. Um, So the F stands for focus. It's a, uh, and like when they talk about focus, they say, what do you want to create together? What is it specifically that you guys are aiming for? Um, The I is integrity. So are you being the kind of people that you want to be? Are both of you individually being the kind of people that you want to be? And are you being who you want to be as a couple? Um, The R is for reflection and research, considering why you're setting that goal and making wise choices with your goal. And then the last one is encouragement and empathy. So really being considerate of how you support your partner in an ongoing way. So that's focus, integrity, reflection and research, encouragement and empathy. And I mm-hmm. thought that was such a good framework. I love that. Isn't that great? I thought that was such a good framework. We'll we'll link to this in the show notes. Yeah. But um, I feel like when we're looking forward to our, like, the thing about um creating a hobby together, like, Together, what do we want to create together as a couple? We want to be an emotionally intimate couple. We want to be each other's friends. In addition, we want to work, we really want to work on our friendship before we have kids, like get close. Integrity, is that something that we, like, are we being who we want to be by doing that? Of course, we're being kind, we're being open, we're being some fun. Reflection and research, we're both going to take some time and like, we need this. We've thought about why we need this because we've been really kind of grappling with, staying in touch while he's been in school so we really need to reconnect and then encouragement and empathy like we both really need to like i don't know first of all find something that we both want to do and then second of all like stick to it and i just feel like that's a really good framework for a good goal
1: yes i love that yeah i actually pulled it up so i could read
0: it while you're reading it too. oh good (laughs) yeah good yeah this is this is wonderful i really like this yeah so i thought i wanted to share that with everybody and Wish all of our listeners a happy new year, whether you are attached to somebody or not. Um, it is just an arbitrary time. And if it is pressuring, if you are somebody who does not do well with the whole new year, new you narrative, um, I would say just recognize that it's a narrative and you don't have to, you can drop it. And if you're somebody who doesn't feel, um, you know, pressured by that, then like, you do you. Have a great year. This is going to yeah, be... And I, I think, feel hopeful about 2019. Yeah, I
1: think no matter who you are, the fact that it's a new year is just a fact. Like, it is a new year. You can be the same you, but there's never a bad time to take, take on a challenge and yeah. to allow yourself space to grow.
0: Yeah, and there is something really nice about thinking... I, I just think that that's such a nice reframe to think about this as something that we do collectively as a species to... There's something so... Um, so noble in reflecting and uh, making conscious efforts to grow. That's such a, a human thing. So I, th- I say go for it. Yeah. Make some resolutions this year, y'all. Okay. <laughs> As so... my
1: father-in-law would say, go or go home. Go or go <laughs> home.
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh, my He's gosh. The best. <laughs> um uh, that reminds me of some funny markisms. I I will share some funny markisms one day. Um, I so I'm interested. What are you into this week? What are you trying to get me into?
1: Oh, it's so good. It's so weird. Okay, um, I love weird good things. <laughs> I'm weird I'm, and good. Uh, my favorite category. I am Jason Derulo riding solo this week. Uh, Caitlin is away, out of town, and I am. I saw that
0: you were recommending that song. I was like, absolutely excellent song. <laughs> I, like, passionately Everyone loves that. a Jason Derulo song. Jason,
1: I just literally, I, I passionately sang that in the car to Caitlin. I'm pretty sure it was, like, on Christmas or something. She
0: was like, <laughs> how do you know all these words? And I was like, don't ask questions. I, I don't even know. I know the words to every single Jason Derulo song. I don't know how. I yeah, don't know how. Yeah, it, i think it's because they it, were all they were all big when we were in college and i was gonna so like say if you went to college we went between to... 2007 and
1: 2012 then you are also a big jason if you don't <laughs> even if you don't know it you also do know all the words you're jason yeah,
0: even if you don't like it even if you yeah. don't remember it if i put it on for you you'd have a flashback to some grimy place uh, <laughs> a jello um, shot with mold fact, in it <laughs> actually this is my sub recommendation um Speaking of Jason
1: Drulo, Lay, who had a listener question on a previous podcast, made a playlist on Spotify that you can find, and it's called JMU 2007 to
0: 2011. No. Highly
1: recommend it. No. It is, if you need to just shake off the stressors of adult life and just remember what it was like to drink uh, out of a, a to, a, a tupperware the size of a dog kennel like
0: oh <laughs> and just my god play
1: you know hang out and listen to music and play with your friends and if i do mean play like just play stupid games and college stuff uh, i <laughs> do it to that play miss
0: it and i don't you know i wish yeah, i could do no. it all over again with the mind that i have today
1: yeah with i am 100 percent with today. you too like i'm got i'm I honestly, I would do Taylor it so I much better all the time. I don't, I don't mind aging, not one bit. Like I think it's great. I am getting happier all the time. Every single
0: year, I like myself better.
1: Yeah, and that's <laughs> a good. Hey, and you know what? We can say that for twenty eighteen too. Yeah, we, we I do like a lot myself. We
0: got better. You know. You know what? What? <laughs> what do I always say? That uh, skill. Um, what is it about seas and sailors? I don't. I guess I don't always say. sea okay. uh, uh, sea uh, a growth hurts if it didn't hurt if it, w- it wouldn't be growth a calm sea never made, never a, made skilled a skilled sailor, sailor? yeah mm-hmm. it's growing pains it, it, the if word it, is not calm though but i, I can't remember it, this I, I what like i therapy. what i used to say in college was that if it doesn't if it doesn't hurt you're not growing um if it's not painful you're not growing or if it isn't hard you're not growing and yeah. it, we've like had a hard sun, year but looking have back I bird you
1: know it was there yeah, exactly. A smooth sea never would have made
0: a skilled sailor. There you go. Um, okay, so, so my recommendation, recommendation
1: is a a, a documentary or docu series rather on Amazon Prime about a fundamentalist cult that lives in New
0: Zealand. We're gonna start this tonight, Mark and I.
1: Oh, it is so fascinating, Katie. Please text me the whole time, okay? Because I have so many thoughts, and Caitlin will not give one single
0: shit about it. Oh my gosh, you know <laughs> no, 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 I love fundamentalist actually... culture.
1: Yeah, right. That's a, that's a boiled down representation of her feelings. She will give too much of a shit, feel like too too large, too big for these people, and, and feel like very worried about their well-being. So she and not chooses enjoy to not engage. Yes. Exactly. So that's, she has that's, good boundaries. That's the, the sum of it. So anyway, it's called Gloria Vale, um, G-L-O-R-I-A-V-A-L-E. It's all one word. The documentary is incredibly straightforward. There's no um, narrative, like right, wrong. It's just like, this is the way they live. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm like two and a half episodes into it. Oh, it's so wild. Okay. So one fun fact to get you, get your, uh, uh, going. So in this cult, they, um, they marry, so they don't get to choose. They sort of do like the guy goes to the elders, says, I'm ready to get married. They decide uh, who should marry, um, and then he comes back and says, like, here's what I was thinking. If the elders agree, then they get to get married. And they don't the – pe- the boys and the girls, even though they've lived in the same cult their whole lives, they don't actually ever get to talk one-on-one. Uh-huh. Um, and, and the first, like, the proposal, like, the one girl – the girl is, like, summoned to, like, basically a conference room, and the boy goes in with flowers. And that's the first that they ever, like <laughs> – first. Conversation is it around today?
0: Had. Is it about a modern-day one?
1: Yes, it's modern day. And okay. so they, so then they get engaged. Their engagements are like 6 weeks and uh, they get to know each other's families a little bit, but they're under the um like the de- like they're getting to their families, but they're doing this because they're going to be part of their families. Yeah. And so they get married. Um they have they wear a dress that's either pink or powder blue. The rest of the time they all wear the same clothes, it's like this navy blue. Uh, prairie dress type thing. Yeah. And the wedding dress is basically the same pattern, but it's in pink or, this is New or powder blue. New, Ze- New Zealand. Okay. And the guy, the groom, gets to choose if he wants the dress to be pink or blue. Okay. Which is weird. Um, and so they get married, they have a the ceremony, then they leave the ceremony to consummate their marriage and go back to dinner.
0: Oh my God. So everybody knows what they're doing.
1: <laughs> and they come back and they're all like sassy and like. <laughs>
0: Oh anyway. my God! It reminds me of which of the Duggars had sex in the church after they oh, got married. Which yeah, one? yeah,
1: that was Jessa, but that's that's a, a claim. It's allegedly. <laughs> oh my God! I totally believe it. Those girls oh, are I horny AF. They well, are like, listen, that's not a healthy way to grow up. Like
0: that's that's such a lot of pent rep- rep- up I'm yes, saying that's su- not
1: healthy. I support the church sex. Is what
0: I'm saying. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Name? I mean, I don't. Whatever you do, you. I mean, yes. Um, I I support the rebellion. Yes. (laughs) I like the rebellion. Okay. So let me get you into um, my recommendation this week. So for New Year's, Alex brought this game that was so fun, uh, Joking Hazard. Have you heard of this? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, so. I'm literally going to write it down right now. Joking Hazard. Um, Do you know Cyanide and Happiness? Uh, the blog. Yeah, like the comic yeah. strip blog. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so it's produced by these people. It's based on their comics, and so I will say I get notorious stage fright when I'm telling people how to play games. So I'll just say this: the flow of the game is exactly like apples to apples, or like Cards Against Humanity, but instead of words, it's comics, and it is okay. so funny because it's like the classic sign. Like what happiness do you mean? Humor. Right. I have not, I don't know that game. That. Okay, it sounds similar. Yeah. Like but, a, the structure-wise, it's Yeah, structure-wise, it's like there's a card in the middle, you give the judge a bunch of other cards, and then they choose the winner. Um, and it's really fun, but it's not, it's words, not, or it's it's comics, not words. Right. And it's the classic side nine happiness humor. It's so funny, and I loved it. And you can play it, like, in a bajillion different iterations, because there's a bajillion, like, there's a hundred cards, but there's infinite, I don't know, um, uh, What's that math term when you get a bunch of different combina- combinations? <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. Um, there's a billion different combinations of all the cards. So um, it's it's okay. really fun. I love it. So yeah, highly that recommend. Yeah, that
1: sounds super fun. Yeah, uh, What Do You Meme is the same. The oh, What same, Do You Meme? Yeah. Yeah, It's but it's with memes. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that
1: yeah. sounds awesome. The only thing I about love... the
0: memes is, the only thing about What Do You Meme that I didn't like is that I don't know all the memes, and I feel like I wish that I did.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't, because like I said in the comic, you don't really need to know the context
0: because it's all there for you. Yeah, you don't really right. need to, but like, I always I always in, enjoy the ones where I know the meme better, I guess. No, I, I think comics I'm though. On the comic, on the Cyanide and Happy, Happiness one, yeah. it's just comics, yes. That's you don't I mean, need yeah, to know yeah. the comic strip in order to enjoy the game. Right, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. On the same page. We've done it. Good. (laughs) Well with that I think we spoused. I think we did. Have a good night. I love you. Thanks. Love you too.